Thank you for listening to the Sharon Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about the church, please visit us at SharonChurch.com. Now we hope you learn from and enjoy today's message. Thank you, Micah. Um, what a privilege it is to be here. We were, Rachel and I were just talking today. Today marks the first day that I'm just a, a, a member. I'm not on staff anymore. So that was a weird realization. I've been on staff for so long. And just to let you know the beauty of what God is doing here at Sharon Church, just it's so amazing that the day after a staff member leaves, he's given an opportunity to speak. I don't know that I've ever heard of that before. So it's just such a beautiful moment here. I sat last week in in the back and was just so blessed by the spirit of God in the room. You could just feel his presence through music, through the word. It was just an absolute amazing time for us to be here last week. Um, and, and it's so cool to, to love your replacement. Like Micah's on staff now and had the privilege of greeting him and the Guatemalan team uh, in Antigua. We got to spend a couple days uh, with them right before they started busting it and getting to work. And so it was just, it was a privilege to be able to be a part of that as well. We were blessed when we were, this is just cool how God works. When, when you start saying yes to him, just there's little bitty things of encouragement. So we were getting on an airplane, leaving, leaving our children, and we were standing there. They had called us to the desk. I'm in line to see what in the world did I do wrong because with COVID, there's so many things you have to do. So I was like, I did something wrong, I'm sure. So I'm standing in line. I'm going, that guy looks just like Robert Rome. He turns around. I'm like, even on the front, that looks just like Robert Rome because it was. And, and so Robert came and, and we just had a chance to interact and talk. He was on the same flight heading through Miami to his destination as we were going to ours. And this is, this is really cool. He ended up, he took a step of obedience. God called him to give us some money. And so he gave us um, some money. We put it in our pocket and he said, just use that however the Lord leads. At the end, you'll see a, a a picture with the staff, a lot of the staff that we're partnering with uh, in Guatemala. And so the meal that we shared with them that day as we were getting ready to depart the next day uh, was because of the blessing uh, that he passed on to us. So that was really neat. I was reading through Ruth this summer to, to let you know, I, like, I, I learned that y'all are going to be going through Ruth. And so I myself was going through it. And I just want to throw out a challenge. It's been a challenge to me, and I want to throw out a challenge to you just on where we've been learning, where we've been reading. So if we look at Ruth, what we're going to see is there's a twofold way that, that she was being blessed by the Redeemer. But before we dive into that just for a moment, let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much for all that you have been doing. God, we realize that you being the God of the past are the same God in the present and also the God of the future. Lord, there's nothing that's hidden from you. And so, Father, I pray that we would find encouragement as we look back to see your hand working through everything. As we step into the future, Lord, I pray that you would help us to walk out that faith. Lord, I pray that we would just continue to grow in our knowledge and understanding of your word. Lord, I pray that we would continue to grow 
and our availability to your Holy Spirit that we would walk out the faith that we've been growing in and learning from, that you might be glorified in and through us. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So one thing that I want to point out is in Ruth chapter three, we find Ruth laying at the feet of the Redeemer. She wasn't working hard. She was just being. If you go back and you look at Mary and Martha and you realize that in Luke, Jesus pointed out that Mary was doing the better thing. It's not going to be taken from her to be able to sit at the feet of the Redeemer, Jesus. John the Baptist even made a a good analogy for me that I have really grasped a hold of when his disciples were coming to him and saying to him, hey, there's a guy that's baptizing more than you. He said, I must become less. He must become more. And so when I'm sitting here in the, in the gym last week, I'm like, I am seeing us getting it. We're, we're at the feet of the Redeemer corporately. The challenge to all of us is, are we doing it individually? That we would spend time every single day at the feet of the Redeemer saying, God, help me to become less and you to become more. As I walk out this day, may you be the one that receives glory. She ends up being blessed by him just by sitting. As a matter of fact, if you look at Chapter four, you see that the Redeemer ended up going to the gate. Matter of fact, Jeremy mentioned it last week. The Redeemer ended up going to the gate and working outside of the vision of what she could see. God does that for us. He's always at work. He's always doing, and we're not always going to be seeing him working, and it doesn't really come from my merit. But we can also back up and look in Ruth chapter two, and here's the other side of the coin. In Luke, I'm sorry, in Ruth chapter two, we see Boaz enter the scene, and he says to his worker, he says, who's that? And the report comes that that's Ruth, that's Naomi's daughter-in-law, and man, she's been busting it all day. She's been going at it and working so hard. Matter of fact, she only took one break she ended up being blessed by the Redeemer. As a matter of fact, he encouraged her to continue to glean. She could have gleaned anywhere. Matter of fact, the rule of the land was basically there needed to be stuff laid out for people like Ruth, and she could have been gleaning in any field she wanted to. I find importance that she was gleaning in the field of the Redeemer, and he blessed her. When I think about us, when I think about me, when I think about the church, I think there's lots of places we glean. As a matter of fact, Satan wants us to do a lot of gleaning, but not necessarily in the field we're supposed to glean in. If he's not going to be able to grab you and take you to a place where you're gleaning in the field of evil, in my opinion, he's going to get you to glean in a field of good. Not great, good. He wants us to be busy. Busy so we're not following and gleaning where we need to glean. Let me give you an example. How crazy is this? For me to be the student pastor today, I would be gleaning in a field of good. 
meaning not the field I'm supposed to be gleaning in. But from the outside, it's going to look good. It's going to seem good. I mean, goodness, he's a student pastor. He's leading young men and young women. But it wouldn't be gleaning in the field he's called us to glean in. So the challenge for all of us, one, are we laying at the feet of Jesus, asking him to become more and for us to become less? Two, are we seeking where he's leading us today, this day? Because this is a new day. Just because I did it yesterday doesn't mean it's what I'm supposed to be doing today. God, what are you calling us to glean, to do, that we will continue to walk in your blessings? There's a scripture, a lot of us know Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. But I want to focus on verse 10. God calls us to glean, to go, to do. It's active. He said it to Abraham. He said it to Moses. He said it to his disciples. He says it over and over again. I'm not necessarily going to tell you all the details. I need you to follow me to where I need you to glean, to work. Ephesians 2.10 It says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Our eyes do not need to be looking to our neighbor to find out what it is that God has called us to do. If I go and do what Daryl's doing or what Cody's doing, I would be doing wrong because I, Greg McGahey, have been created for a specific thing that God is wanting to lead me in. So the big challenge for all of us, and at the end, we're gonna have an opportunity to continue our worship. We're gonna have some bracelets up front. And I will encourage you to tie one on as a symbol of, I want to remember to seek the Lord about where he's gleaning me, wanting me to go today. Rachel's about to come and share part of our story about where we've come from and what we've seen and where we're going. So I'm going to hand it off to my beautiful wife. So before I get started with our story, I just wanted you to know that we miss you guys so much, and um, every, every Sunday I was praying for you guys. And, um, you know, sometimes you don't realize what a wonderful thing you have until you don't get to experience it, right? And so just know that um, you are greatly missed. And so our story, before I even start, I just wanna say, Um, Thank you for the worship too. And it just reminded me to say, you know, to God be the glory. To God be the glory for our story and all that God has done and all that he has provided. And um, so with that, Greg and I have always had a passion for youth ministry and we've always had a passion for missions And so it was natural for us to make short-term missions a priority. 
um, for our youth, for our own children, for our family. And so um, every summer we've been on a short-term mission trip, I think for the past 26 years. (laughs) And we've been all over the place, but God did something special with us in Guatemala. Um, He gave us a heart for the people of Guatemala and especially for the indigenous Mayan of Guatemala who have suffered so much. They've suffered through extreme poverty and hunger, abuse, discrimination, and even a horrible civil war where there is massacre. And so when God gave us this heart, we started to think, this is where we wanna be. This is where we're supposed to glean. And um, I remember telling our children when they were younger, be prepared because we feel like God is calling us to serve in Guatemala. And so just be prepared. And then we waited and we waited and we waited. (laughs) And sometimes we got discouraged because we didn't know what to do, but we knew our heart wanted it so bad. So over the last 10 years, we've been working with a ministry called Ports de Salomon, which um, is Spanish for Solomon's Porch. Well, you all know Solomon's Porch from the Bible, Um, a place where people would seek out healing and restoration. And um, like I said, we tried to make up our own plan. And we're like, okay, what about this, God? And what about this? And, and again, we had to wait. And finally, one day, I asked Greg a question. It was one of those questions I know the youth will understand where you're scared to ask it because you don't know if they're going to give you the answer that your parents are gonna give you the answer that you want. (laughs) So I was prompted to ask Greg, Greg, do you ever think that when Lloyd and Melanie Monroe, who are the directors of Ports de Salomon, when they want to transition back to the States, do you ever think that they would think about us? And he said, yes. So I was super excited about that. I didn't know why, but um, two weeks later, we get a phone call early Saturday morning from the director, and he said, God woke me in the middle of the night and said, why have you not thought about Greg and Rachel McGahey? And I want to know if you guys are willing to be our next generation leadership and directors of of the porch. And so, of course, I started crying because that's what I do. (laughs) And so I, we were so excited, we didn't even say the word yes because it was just an obvious answer for us. So I remember later he called us back and said, did you guys say yes? (laughs) We're like, yes, we said yes, of course. We spoke with our, our children that, that morning and you know had different family meetings 
throughout this time and to have our children look at us and say, anything other than yes is disobedience was such a blessing. And so I'm so grateful for them and, and um, their walk with the Lord as well. So that is our story. Now, I wanna share with you more about what I'm gonna, it's called the porch, we call it the porch, and the ministries that they do. So we have a video to share with you, and, and this video has um, been made recently, and it shows kind of the work that continues through um, COVID and how the staff continues to, to bless people there. And unfortunately, we still don't have teams that, have, um, that are coming yet, so hopefully in October. So let's watch this video real quick. So you can see they've been very busy. Um, there's a beautiful, beautiful staff at, uh, at the porch, and Greg and I were so blessed to, to become part of their family this summer. Um, the next slide that I wanted to show you um, shows some of Porch's ministries. Um, and this is just what we saw this summer. So I'm sure there's more things that we don't even know about. But you can see, um, obviously, the block homes, which you saw in the video, they're really um, wonderful homes that will last for generations. Um, Water filters, home repairs, school scholarship program, which I'll talk about a little bit. Always providing uh, medicine, clothes, small businesses, which, which we'll, I'm gonna share with you as well. Casa de la Paz is for abused women and we got to visit there. It's um, very sad, but encouraging to see these women who have come from such abusive situations with so much hope. It was beautiful. Um, also providing hope for the people who have drug and alcohol addictions. We send people to uh, re rehabilitation, which is across the lake, and um, we got to visit there. It was amazing. Um, and team partnership, which is very important. Teams from all over the United States, some from Canada, even different parts of the world come and serve at the porch, um, delivering stoves, beds, you can see feeding program, Bibles, and then Hotel California and Cafe is where the teams are housed, and the Golden Years is a ministry with the elderly. So I just want to focus in on a few. These are things that Greg and I got to... to um, experience this summer, which was wonderful. So on the next slide, you will see that this is a family that we got to go to their groundbreaking um, celebration because they're gonna receive a new home. As of today, Porch has built 135 homes um, around that area of Panahachel and Lake Atitlan. So this particular family, this woman with her children, they, they were in a very abusive and home and had to seek shelter with her mother, who is that elder lady, elderly lady helping me down the mountain. <laughs> she came up to help me, it was so sweet. 
Um, obviously, she didn't have room for a whole family, but she did have a piece of land, and Porch is providing that home for this family so that they'll have a, a safe place to call home. This is all too um, common in Guatemala for there to be this situation of women who have been left by their husbands or abused by their husbands and in need of a home. So the next slide I wanna to talk to you about is the micro businesses. This is a passion that Greg and I have had for a while and um, several of you out there have been with us to Guatemala, Jeffrey shaking his head and experienced um, starting micro businesses. And not only the youth who have gone, but you guys have raised the support with us through WhatsApp and, and, and supporting um, us throughout the years. For these two, these are two businesses that we went to, to check on while we were there. And the first one on the left was, they had a different business. They were making, they were making a, like a little snack to sell. And during the pandemic, they couldn't get out to sell. So they took the profit from that business that they had been making and they started a chicken business, a chicken farm business. Um, this business has been so successful for this family that they actually are no longer receiving food from the porch. They're no longer on the, the food, the feeding program. They're completely self-sustainable with their business. And that business may have cost, how much do you think? $500. Maybe $500 to, to start that business. Um, and the, the other business on the right, if you can look behind, you'll see a water purifier, and that is actually a snow cone making machine. We had started, um, we had helped you guys help start this business for this single mom and her children. And during the pandemic, again, she couldn't go out and sell. But funny story is that the, the children knew where she lived. And so there was like, um, you couldn't go out even of your, out of your home, you weren't supposed to leave. But the kids would come to her house to still buy ice creams during the pandemic. <laughs> so with the profit that she made from selling ice creams, she started a weaving business. And here you can see one of our staff members helping her um, because our staff also provides not just money for a business, but um, business advice, schooling, um, training. So it's wonderful. The next slide is a feed, about our feeding program. Um, Guatemala is like the 10th worst chronic malnutrition um, rate in the world. So the diet of most children consists of corn tortillas, salt, and coffee. And so you know that that's not enough nutrients for growth and it actually causes a lot of kidney problems and heart problems. So Porch sponsors many families with um, food every Friday. And this particular family, some of you might recognize from another year that we went and we helped build a home for this family. There's a mother and father and some special needs um, children, so that was 
sweet. Um, so the feeding program, and then the next slide talks about the school scholarships, which is a, a passion of mine because I'm a teacher and I know the power of education. Um, this lovely young lady, Ilda, is in charge and the students are held accountable for their grades. Um, we pay for them to go to school because education is not free in Guatemala, so we pay for them to go to school. And um, she kept, keeps check on them, encouraging them, motivating them. But even further than that, I saw people come in and say, you know, my kid's been sick. Okay, let's get them what they need, what medicine. They need to go to the doctor. Okay, let's get them to the doctor. Um, so it's much more involved than just giving them money to go to school. This lady and her daughter on the right is a sweet story. She's like um, 15 years old. And when she was a little girl, she started having seizures that were really, really bad. And her mom tried and tried to get help. She went to different organizations, pleaded with people, please help my daughter. And, you know, people would say, okay, we'll see what we can do, but nothing ever happened. So when she showed up at the porch, because someone told her to try the porch, um, she was, seemed angry, they said. She was angry because she had lost hope and she was praying that God would just take her and take her child because it was too much suffering and too much pain and too difficult. So when she came to the port, she wasn't trusting that she would receive help. And within one week, she was at the doctor. Through that, the doctor set her up for um, a specialist who said she needed surgery. We got her to another country through donations of people throughout the United States, got her to another country to have the surgery. Um, and she, her seizures um, are very limited now. So she's so brilliant and she's soaring in school and doing so well where before she couldn't even function in school because she had so many seizures. Also, you see she doesn't have a smile on her face and that's because after falling so many times with her seizures, she lost her teeth up front. And so you can imagine she's a beautiful girl, how, you know, she was probably embarrassed about that. And so now currently Porch is um, helping her to get new teeth. And soon she'll have a beautiful smile. All right. The next slide is, I think Greg and I, this is the Hotel California, so when you come visit us, not if, but when, <laughs> um, this is where you would stay. It's like a four-story hotel, and that's the cafe where we host teens and we feed them meals during their stay. Oh, the dog, I didn't notice quesos. That's quesos, <laughs> mini cheeses. Um, that's, his, that's his home, that rug, that's his bed. <laughs> Um, so we really do welcome you to come. It would be wonderful. You don't have to just go with the youth. You know, you might have um, a team from work that you might take because we have dental teams, um, audiology teams, medical teams, 
you might do construction. So feel free to come visit. Um, and then the next side, slide is the one that Greg was speaking about, our last day celebration. This is the beautiful staff that we have. Um, the majority of them are indigenous Mayan. And so you can see that um, they're a part of our family now, but also we're missing, we're missing some because we're missing the construction team who now are living at the work sites so, and building those homes. So, um, just wanted to share with you where we've been, our story, where we're going, and now I'm turning it back over to Greg. Thank you, darling. Um, just to kind of land the plane, so the question is how then can you help uh, the McGehee family as they transition uh, to a new field, same Redeemer, just a different field he's calling us to glean in. Um, obviously, a lot of prayer, as you can see up above here. For our family, I mean, we're doing the upside-down empty nest, like we're leaving our children here, and the parents are leaving, so we really don't know how to navigate that, um, but we're going to move into it because that's where God is calling us to be and go. Um, the staff that we're joining, you just saw a picture of them. I mean, all they have known have been the, the present leadership. And so Rachel and I are different. And so there's always going to be insecurities about change for everybody. Uh, but just that God would encourage them as we move forward, uh, that they would know that God is the same God and he is all over this. And so we, we trust him. Uh, the transition uh, specifically when you have a founder and you go to the second generation leadership, that's the hardest transition for any organization out there because everything is based upon the founder from the, from the very beginning. And so just be praying for that transition from Lloyd and Melanie Monroe to Greg and Rachel McGehe, um, that that would go smoothly um, and that we would be able to navigate that well. Um, hosting teams, like Rachel said, as of right now, we haven't hosted teams. We're scheduled to host teams October and November, and then, Lord willing, as the, the year turns to next year, we're going to have more. Um, pray for us to have wisdom and discernment there. Um, our family finances, uh, how to make this transition. Once again, we don't know how to make all this work, but we trust the God who's called us into it, and so we would like to then... If the Lord is leading you not to take away from tithes and offerings to share in church, please make sure that you continue to give. And matter of fact, if you're not giving, I encourage you to give. It's such a gift uh, to, to be able to give in that way to what God is doing all over the place. But if in addition to that, the Lord is leading you to, to partner with us, um, then there is a, a way for you to do that. You can do it right here through Sharon. Uh, this is our home church. We'll continue to be our home church. Um, but you can give uh, to Sharon Church. What we're looking for is just for a two-year partnership. Uh, in that two-year partnership, we're asking that you give as the Lord gives to your heart uh, monthly, and that can be done. Just write the check to Sharon Church, and in the memo, you can just write McGehe Family Missions or whatever you want to do down there, and then it'll find its way to help support our family in this two-year transitional period. Uh, into full-time mission work. So that's that. Go back to Ephesians 2.10. I'm going to close the service with this. 
For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for the good works in which he has called us. And so the question is, where is he calling you? What is the field that he's calling you to glean on? And so I'm going to ask us to spend some time in, in prayer that the Lord would show us that. And then I'd like to encourage you that if you would come up and get a bracelet and let that bracelet represent your commitment to saying, God, I want to wear this until I know that I'm right where I need to be. And if I'm not right where I need to be, that I'm going to pursue you until I hear clearly where that is that I'm supposed to be gleaning. So let's spend some moment in prayer. I'll, I'll start to pray. I encourage you, go ahead and everybody stand. You don't necessarily have to put the bracelet on right at this moment, but I encourage you to come get a bracelet regardless. So, Father, I pray that as we close out this service, Lord, that you have been made greater. Lord, that we have been made less. God, help us to continue to look to you for all things. God, I pray for everybody in the church the entire bride of Christ here, Lord, that you would help us to not be content where we are, but to continue to pursue where you're leading. Father, whether that's ministries here on campus, helping with the children, helping with greeting, whether it's to, to help with crossover ministries or to go out into the public, Lord, wherever you're calling us to go, whatever you're calling us to do, may we not be complacent. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. I encourage you. Come on, everybody. Come on up. Grab a bracelet. Let's make a commitment together that we are going to hold fast, hold on, wrestle with the Lord until he shows us. Lord God, as we step into tomorrow, we haven't been there yet. but we realize that you're already there, ready to greet us. Help us to step out, celebrating the past, but continuing to march forward to tomorrow. Help us to see the good work that you have for us, that we are supposed to partner with you in. Help us to glean in the proper field. Help us not to be satisfied with good. Help us to hold on to you until we find what is great. Lord, that in the end, our lives are poured out as an offering to you. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ.